Here we go again. Multiple shootings at an Knoxville high school, including a police officer down. A reminder for Christians near the high school, a sign on a Baptist church marquee with a reminder to take to heart. Worship the risen Christ. People have described living in this world as a jungle. Violence continues. Future violence in the air. Far away, Russian troops continuing to mass near the Ukraine border. Then last weekend in Iran, a strange event. Hours after Iran proudly announcing the launch of its latest centrifuges, a power blackout, some say due to a bomb, damaging the machines at its site in Natanz. Speculation it'll take as long as nine months for a return to the spinning centrifuges. Some are blaming Israel for the event to slow down the development of Iran's nuclear weaponry. Meantime, on St. Vincent, volcano eruption continues. Where is your home? Not really here. Heaven is your home. A new earth coming. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Tuesday, we're in a series called Heaven on Earth. Every time it rains, it rains. And it's from heaven. So when you hear it thunder, don't run under. There'll be pennies from heaven for you and me. A Depression-era song, Pennies from Heaven, sung by the smooth voice of Bing Crosby from a 1936 film by the same name. The world back then was facing the Great Depression, as well as threats of war in Europe as Hitler began to flex his power. This song invited its listeners to find a silver lining in hard times. But if we don't put our hope in something more than pop songs and wishful thinking, we're going to be greatly disappointed. But how do Christians who are looking to a very real heaven find hope in a fallen world? So we're living in this already, which is I already have Christ, but I'm walking by faith and not by sight. So I have this already, which I have by faith and believe, but it's not by sight. Mm-hmm. So I'm living in the already and the not yet. That's Elise Fitzpatrick, and she'll join us again in a moment to talk about the new heavens and the new earth and how we're to live now in the already, but not yet. And to help us better understand this concept, we're going to look at the words of Jesus in his famous Sermon on the Mount. He offers hope for his followers in his Beatitudes that I want you and me to hear again. After the program, I'd like to send you a copy of Elise's book called Home, How Heaven and the New Earth Satisfy Our Deepest Longings. This book does a wonderful job of exploring what the Bible really teaches about heaven and the afterlife, and how we should live now in the light of what is to come. Read the book. Allow your heart to be filled with hope and joy. So call us after the program. Make your gift to the ministry, but ask for a copy of Home by Elise Fitzpatrick. Our number is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us at haventoday.org, and you can make your gift there. Our website again is haventoday.org. And don't forget, 
We still have the feature film called Risen on DVD for your gift to the ministry as well. What will a Roman soldier do when he sees the man he crucified alive once again? Yes, it's inspiring. It's also entertaining. A film for both believer as well as a skeptic. I highly recommend Risen for you to enjoy and open doors for discussion about our risen Lord. And now, let's get the program started. Let's be joined by a group called Citizen Way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Singing, holy, holy, God almighty, who was and is to come, you are worthy of every glory forever. Amen.
The Lord's Prayer by Citizen Way, opening this haven today and a program called Heaven on Earth. That's what we're calling our series this week. I'm Charles Morris. And I guess for a lot of us, it sounds like wishful thinking. We spent a year thinking about death and dying more than ever, but the idea of heaven seems a little out of reach. It can even seem superficial to talk about heaven in the face of real loss and deep sorrow. The last thing I want to do is to drone on and on about a palace in the sky when people are facing trouble and hardship in the here and now. Maybe it's the last thing you want to hear about as well. I'm thinking about a close friend who recently lost her mother to COVID-19. Alone in the hospital, she wasn't even able to say goodbye. The idea of heaven, the way we usually understand it, doesn't help in that moment. The idea that one day, when this life is over, we'll just fly away, just doesn't reach us where we need it to. This week, we aren't just talking about heaven as an idea, something that only matters for some far-off future. I truly believe that heaven, as the Bible teaches it, gives us so much more than that. It's so much deeper than pie in the sky so much more real than wishful thinking about a better place. And Christ came to bring heaven to earth. The Beatitudes that we find in Matthew 5 and Luke chapter 6 show exactly what I'm talking about. Jesus was speaking in the first century to suffering people. He was preaching to those who were weeping in grief, those who were oppressed by the rich and powerful in Rome as well as Israel. He was talking to people in great pain over their loss and sickness, even hunger, poor people, sick people, lost and dying people. They were there, desperate to hear from the Lord, desperate to receive some good news. Unfortunately, we typically read these Beatitudes as a laundry list that the Lord commands, and not as they are, the Lord pronouncing a blessing over his people. This is us, isn't it? It has become normal to talk about what a hard year we've had, but I know that for so many of us, that isn't just something we say, it's something we feel. We need to hear these blessings from Jesus once again, and to hear them as a blessing as the Savior brings heaven to earth, showing us what our true home will look like. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Hungry, mourning, weeping, that's our world. Poor and hungry. This past year has plunged so many into the pit, It's put so many in harm's way because they just simply could not provide. Mourning, so much loss and death, so much injustice. Weeping, I've wept. Maybe you've wept. We've all lost something. And loneliness has taken an especially devastating toll on so many. But Jesus' words here cut through our darkness like a flash or a bolt of lightning. The hungry will eat. The mourners will laugh once again, and the Lord will wipe away every tear from every eye. And behold, he who is seated on the throne declares, I am making all things new. Don't you love it? Christ has come 
to bring that reality into our lives even today. Heaven is not just about where we go when we die. It's about who we belong to while we live. And if you're a believer in Jesus, you belong to him. You live your life under his loving care and as an already citizen of heaven. He hasn't come to increase your sorrow or to abandon you. He has come to give you joy, deep-seated joy, that can withstand the darkness we face day by day. Heaven has come down. This list of blessings shows us what our home, our real home, looks like. But there remains a question. How should we live in the world today? Yes, heaven has come to us. We have been brought into a beautiful world of the Lord's love for us, a world that gives us joy in the face of sadness and hope in the face of darkness. But how should we now live? Well, I asked Elise Fitzpatrick this question, and here's what she had to say. How we are to live is we are to live in hope. And what that means is, you know, Paul says at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, so then, Let us be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, Mm. knowing that your work is not in vain. Mm. Okay? So how do we live? Paul's just written about the resurrection. And he says, okay, so now how you live is you live knowing that all of the good you're doing right now somehow isn't in vain. And that even when God comes, even when Jesus returns and remakes the heavens and the earth, that those good works are somehow going to be transferred over into the new heavens and the new earth, where we will be sharing the robe of righteousness that Christ made, which which is also our own good works. And where we are going to know how the Lord has used the work that we've done now. It's like Sometimes we think, well, why should I work really hard right now? Because if I work hard right now, it doesn't matter. It's all going to get burnt up anyway. Mm. But Mm. it's not. You see, God is going to use all the good works we do now as, first of all, in hastening his coming. And secondly, in beautifying the new heavens and the new earth. So maybe we're walking through the temple and maybe there is this, you know, and the walls are made out of these beautiful stones and we touch something and we see almost i'm making this up it's not in scripture right right we we see a video of some work we did that somehow built god's kingdom that has been transferred into this new place Mm. so maybe it's something really remarkable like going to um going to a third world going to cuba or a a third world nation and witnessing for souls. Or maybe it's changing a diaper Mm. every day, (laughs) even when you're tired of doing it in the name of the Lord. All those good works get transferred into the new heavens and the new earth. Actually, the Lord uses those to build it. It's a friend of mine. She's a Christian counselor. She's also a theologian, and she does public speaking, especially for women's groups. Elise Fitzpatrick here on Haven Today. We live in this world with a tremendous hope. It isn't a hope that says, hold on tight and just get through today. And it's not a hope that throws our hands up in the air in resignation for what may come. It's a hope that motivates us to live our lives 
with the Lord's Prayer in our hearts. You know it. You've said it in church, I hope. You've read it before. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's this kind of life that heaven on earth is all about. Walking through life first with a powerful understanding of whose we are. We belong to the Father, our Father in heaven. We are his, and he is ours. And our first concern is that he is hallowed, glorified through our life here on earth. But we pray and live under this second request too. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that our lives would display heaven, our eternal home, to everyone around us. That is so that the Lord's kingdom would be made visible as we continue to trust in him and walk with him by faith. Through us, the Lord is making his heaven known on earth. His kingdom is advancing, and we're a part of his glorious reign. But it's not all pie in the sky, is it? There's a third request. Give us this day our daily bread. Life in this world can be so trying and difficult, but heaven on earth means we have a Lord who loves us and cares for us and meets our daily needs. We can go to him and we can know he hears us. He cares for his children. Fourth, he forgives us. He leads us from temptation. Our eternal home, heaven, is a place of perfect forgiveness. All our misdeeds, all our sins will be washed away once and for all. But the Lord has already begun cleaning us. He forgives us our sins. He empowers us to do the same for others. We all need forgiveness, of course. But through Christ, we live as forgiven people. And it's important we remember that. Guilt and sin become so central in our relationship with the Lord that we can forget everything else that he wants to do in our lives. He makes us his children. He leads us daily. He strengthens our weak, shaking knees, as the book of Hebrews says. Ultimately, he will deliver us from evil. We live with that hope, and that hope strengthens us every day to love others, to resist sin, to trust the Father. This is what we all need to hear and to remember in a world that tells us just the opposite. The Lord takes care of us. What we do here and now is valuable to him because it shows everyone around us what our real home will eventually be like. A place without suffering or sorrow where all those tears are gone and our sin doesn't plague us anymore. Heaven is our home. And by the Holy Spirit, the Lord is bringing heaven into our hearts and making it known to the world. I have a home, eternal home, but for now I walk this broken world. And walked it first, you know I pain. You show hope can rise again up from the grave. Abide with me, 
Gethsemane Before the cross Before the nails Overwhelmed Alone you prayed Your medicine Your suffering And bore our shame Abide with me Abide with me I so appreciate the title of that album, Saints and Sinners. That's what we are, Matt Mayer, and Abide With Me here on Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. We're in a series called Heaven on Earth. As we've been working and pondering this series, many of us at the ministry have been reminded about the countless number of songs and movies and TV shows that talk about heaven. For a culture growing more secular, we're still fascinated by the afterlife. But we don't always get it right. But sometimes, Sunday school kids might be a lot closer than most adults in this world. What is heaven? Heaven is a place that God made for us. Heaven is God's holy place. A place that we get to meet with God. Heaven is a place where you go after you die. You live for eternity up there. What do you think heaven will be like? There's going to be golden roads. It'll be beautiful and the streets will be made of gold. It has golden streets. It would be like there's some houses and I think it'll be like gold streets. There's flowers around it and a lot of flowers. A big garden full of fruit and you get to see Jesus. A montage our executive producer did with his first and second grade Sunday school class a few years ago. Now, wasn't that cute? Well, I wanted you to hear it again. We've aired it once before on this program. I want you to be excited as those kids were about heaven and the new world to come. And that's why we have for you Elise Fitzpatrick's book called Home, How Heaven and the New Earth Satisfy Our Deepest Longings. Elise has done a wonderful job looking at what the Bible teaches about heaven. It's uplifting. It's easy to read. 
and it might surprise you to discover that heaven will be far from a boring place filled with white clouds and feathers. And as you read this encouraging book, it's my prayer that you'll grow more and more excited to see what the Lord has in store for all his people after this life. This great hope is what inspires us to live for his glory today, knowing that no amount of suffering now will compare to the glory to come. Would you call us right now? Would you make a gift to the ministry, but ask for the book called Home by Elise Fitzpatrick? And our number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, haventoday.org, and make your gift there. Our website, once again, where you can get the book is haventoday.org. And just before we go, there's still time to get a copy of the feature film on DVD called Risen, a faith-inspiring film about a Roman soldier on a mission to discover whether Jesus rose from the dead or not. It's a must-watch for you. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Our modern world is a world full of promises, whether it's tech companies promising a better life with their new gadget, or it's politicians saying whatever it takes to get their votes. We've become desensitized to it all, haven't we? Empty promises have a way of doing that, which is what makes the Lord's words in Psalm 12:6 so refreshing. The words of the Lord are flawless, like gold refined seven times, pure, unfailing, priceless. This is what the Lord's promises are to us, never empty, but always full of grace and truth. His promises are all yes and amen in the Savior, Jesus Christ. He moves to protect us and promises to preserve us until the end. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.